Welcome to Your Personal Power Pod, a podcast about aligning yourself with the life you want. And here are your hosts, Sandy Abel and Shannon Young. Good morning, Shannon. How are you today? Good morning, Sandy. I am well, thank you. And yourself? Fabulous. I'm really interested in today's topic. It's something that most people have had to deal with and they might not even be aware they're dealing with it. So it seems like a good thing for us to look at. Yeah, I totally agree. I think many of us have people in our life who are either a challenge just to deal with all the time or who are going through a phase that makes them a challenge. And so knowing how to recognize that and handle it is really useful. Exactly. Most people, it's important to note, are happy and positive and find the good and enjoy life and are big fun to be around like you are. That's very fun. Thank you. (laughs) But occasionally we come across somebody who is more difficult and there are certain types of difficult people. So today we're going to look at those. The first one that instantly comes to mind for me is people who are victim-minded or like to struggle and suffer. Mm -hmm. That's sort of become their comfort zone. They're just unhappy about everything. They always expect things to go wrong. They blame everyone and everything for what isn't working in their life. They don't take responsibility for changing the situation or themselves to make things better. And they just are victims. And that becomes their comfort zone. So when something wonderful does happen, they'll say, oh yeah, that was really neat. I like that. But tomorrow it could be bad. It's like, wait, enjoy the wonderfulness. It's good. It kind of becomes their personality. It does. It does. It's their comfort zone. It's where they're just used to being. And sometimes they don't want to be disappointed if they get their hopes up and then things don't work out. They're just protecting themselves from being let down. So they just expect the negative all the time. And then they can at least say, well, I was right. They're really Mm -hmm. hard to be around. I remember the first time you said to me about someone, I don't even remember who, but you just said, they're happy being unhappy. And that was so profound because yes, that is where they like to be, is unhappy. And you can't really fight that. Right. If you're on the outside, if you're a happy person who likes to be happy and you're around somebody who's a struggle, sufferer, victim person, you just have to put up your boundaries and make sure their negativity doesn't flow into you. Mm -hmm. And then there are the narcissistic self-righteous people. They're very self-absorbed. They always need to be right. They have no compassion or awareness of other people. And that's hard for you and I, I imagine, you And for me to imagine, because I'm all about compassion and caring about others and being supportive and all that. And seeing other people. Yes, as individuals. Yes. Not as just how they relate to me. But narcissistic people only see others as how they're connected. And they even don't call people by their name. You would be my daughter or my wife or my friend or my, you know, and I would be the same. Mm-hmm. That you're a label and it's all about them. It's not that you're an individual. And that's really hard to be around. And they can't look at themselves. They don't even see it. So they can't change. That's a supremely important personality trait to recognize in people you are in close relationship with because it will yes. affect 
your self-esteem. Oh my goodness, yes. So learning how to, to have boundaries with your relationship with these people is hugely important. I have a very dear friend whose mother is supremely narcissistic and my poor friend, she struggled for years and years and years figuring out how to make this relationship work and finally realized she just can't. She will always right. be in a horrible light as far as her mother is concerned. And she wasn't willing to live that way anymore. So she just had to distance herself from her mom. And that was really hard. Oh, yeah. That's very hard because you want your mom and your relationship to be loving and fun and caring and moms are supposed to care about their kid and the kid's supposed to love their mom. And when it doesn't work that way, mom just loves mom and expects everybody else to love mom. It's devastating. And narcissistic people are very controlling and critical and insensitive because they're trying to control you to be about them. And if you're not, it can get out of control. You know, it's super confusing too, because I have a person in my life, kind of on the periphery of my life, who I kind of will always have on the periphery of my life. I'm connected through another person. I have heard many, many stories about her narcissism and how it has affected a variety of people in her world. So when I finally met her, I was prepared to dislike her. And dear God, I wanted her to like me so badly. She's funny. Yeah. She's charming. Mm -hmm. She's charismatic. Yes. And I very much wanted to be her friend, even yes. though I didn't want that. <laughs> it was such a strange dichotomy. And that's a great point is that narcissistic people are very often smart and charming and fun because they are that way to get you to love them. If you get deeper into the relationship, like you said, then you find out, yes, they're charming and smart and fun, but they don't see who you are. They yeah. just want you to be a reflection of them. And then it gets mm -hmm. negative and uncomfortable. So it's really important for people to be aware of if they have a narcissistic person in their life. This next kind of challenging person, I think these characteristics can be at play with narcissists, but there are also sometimes people who are deceptive, dishonest, disloyal. They just can't do truth in their life. They can also be very charming and persuasive, but they lie to get what they want, or they lie behind your back or tell stories about you behind your back, and they're not reliable at all. And sometimes these people act one way in public and then another way behind closed doors, which makes it really hard to get support if you're dealing with one of them because the people in your life who know both of you sometimes won't believe you. Right. And and they stab you in the back and don't even realize that it's a bad thing because they mm -hmm. just feel like, well, they're speaking their truth. Yeah. Deceptive people are also the kinds that you need to stay away from if at all possible. Yeah, there isn't any way to make a relationship work with those people. No. And keep yourself safe. Right. You can be acquaintances. But don't count on them to be there for you or even follow through with whatever they said they'll do because mm -hmm. they're just deceptive, dishonest. Then there are those people who are simply desperate or they act desperate. They come across as struggling and as if they're looking for your pity. In all honesty, they're just trying to manipulate you and control you. So you try to help them and then they abuse your generosity and never do anything for you in return. So they kind of sucker you into feeling for them and then get you to do what they want you to do. Yeah, they are natural victims and we who have compassion want to help them and they come across as, oh my goodness, I'm just struggling so hard and I really need help, but they never want to change and they never take responsibility mm -hmm. and those people will suck you dry. So yep. just be aware if you have those kinds of people in your life, if they're not willing to step up and do anything to help themselves, 
you can't fix it. Yes. And then there are the people who are doubtful and skeptical because they're judgmental and don't trust anyone. They like to criticize and be negative. That is their MO. They're always expecting the worst. And when it appears, they say, I told you so. Mm-hmm. They're pretty much like the struggle suffer people who just, like you said, they're comfortable being uncomfortable. They think they want to be happy, but when they are, it's too uncomfortable for them. And so they go back to being miserable. I think I've gone through this stage before after something painful happens, winding up in a place like after a, a breakup that you just yeah. feel like really closed off and protective and not willing to trust anyone and feeling like everybody's going to let you down. Hopefully you come out of that. Right. That's a natural reaction to some kind of trauma is you don't want to be hurt again. So you just shut it all down and you're afraid it will happen again. So you don't make yourself vulnerable. The difference is that for you, it's a temporary situation. Eventually you start to trust again yourself and the world and other people and come out of that. Whereas the doubtful, skeptical, judgmental people just are that and they don't want to change. They think they're just fine and it's the world's problem and they just live their life that way. I think you hit upon a really important point there, which was you learn to trust yourself again. I think with a lot of these different kinds of challenging personalities, if you trust yourself, it's much Mm -hmm. easier to approach and handle relationships with challenging people. It's when you don't trust yourself that you wind up getting in trouble. Yeah, we're all back to claiming your personal power, Mm -hmm. setting boundaries and making sure you know who you are and what works for you and doesn't work for you and moving ahead in that area. And then the last challenging personality type are the quitters. And they say they support you or what's important to you, and they make motions in that direction, but then quit for no reason. And they are completely and totally unreliable. Right, exactly. And they're the kinds of people that you do everything you can to help, and they'll start following through and doing things to make things better for themselves or for your relationship. And you think, oh, yay, you know, we're moving in the right direction. And then they just stop. The term, if you're stopping using alcohol or drugs or something like that, is relapsing. But they don't just relapse. They just quit and say, I'm not going to do this. It doesn't work. And there again, these are people that you just need to avoid if at all possible. They're heart sink people. They are heart sink people. Exactly. Sometimes you have to have them in your life. Sometimes they are family. Sometimes they are coworkers. Right. So how do you deal with that? Well, what you need to do is disengage and keep your emotions out of your interactions. Like you were saying Mm -hmm. about the person in your life, you can be friendly and nice and social, but you don't need to put your heart into anything because you don't want to have it broken. Yeah, I don't make myself vulnerable with her at all. No, you can't. She may never even notice because... You're friendly and nice. You're just Mm -hmm. not putting a lot of caring and love into the relationship. And you be careful and don't let them push you into anger. If you can, you avoid them, disconnect from conversations or the relationship if possible. Mm -hmm. A lot of people realize after several years of trying to make a relationship work that it's never going to work. And they start to identify, oh, maybe it's not me. I've done everything. Maybe it's this other person. And maybe I need to just step back and let this go. That's where being able to identify 
the kind of person you're dealing with comes in handy because if you can point to one of these I hate to say it, but labels and say, oh, uh-huh. that's what I'm dealing with here, then it makes it easier to get your emotions out of it. Yeah. Once you can identify it and realize I'm okay, this is not about me. This is about them, even though the other person is probably telling you all the time that it's your fault. It's all about you. Yeah. If you would just do this, we'd have a great relationship. Or if you just do that, then we could move ahead. You might believe that for quite a while, but at some point, as you contort yourself trying to do all the things the person's telling you you have to do to make it work, you realize, wait a minute, I'm fine. It's this person. They're the ones who have some kind of issue, and so I need to set boundaries in all areas, emotional, mental, and physical, because when you're with somebody like this, your emotional, mental, and physical health can be damaged if you put a lot of energy into them. So you have to really set boundaries around what you're willing to do, like you are with the woman in your life who you have to see her occasionally and you're nice about it, but you put boundaries around your feelings and around your heart and you don't Mm -hmm. let her break through. And if she says or does something that's hurtful or destructive, you just let it roll off because you know, oh, that's just her. Yeah. It's really important for people to pay attention to how you feel. Yeah. If you are being emotionally abused, be prepared to walk away because otherwise it'll make you physically sick. It will. It'll make you sad. It'll affect your emotional health. Having these people in your life is difficult and you have to be able to, like you said, identify and put boundaries around you and let it go. So specifically, how do we interact with these people knowing that we can't get too close or let them affect us emotionally? There are a lot of things you can do. First of all, you don't start a conversation without a specific goal. What do you specifically want to achieve from that conversation? And what boundaries do you want to set around yourself? What will you and will you not do? Mm -hmm. And then if you want them to stop doing something, get clear on what consequences you'll enforce if they don't cooperate. You know, I'll leave. I won't continue this conversation or I won't continue this relationship. Mm -hmm. Don't let them blame you or distract you or get you off topic because they're really good at that. If you've ever had an argument with a narcissist, you know you never wind up talking about the thing that's actually at issue. The target always moves. Yeah. And you usually end up being the target, even if you're discussing something that's totally unrelated. Yes. So you have to realize that they operate from a different set of morals and values. So you don't expect mutual, reciprocal, kind, generous, or compassionate responses because you're not going to get them. Right. And their goal is not mutual understanding. It's to control you in some way. So you have to be ready to spot their tactics in the conversation and call them out. Say something like, I noticed that you changed the subject, or I noticed that you're blaming me for all your problems. And make sure that you take care of you in the process of the conversation. Beware when they spew out a wide range of topics, hoping to distract and destabilize you, like you said. Keep them on the subject and ignore rather than defend yourself from an onslaught of irrelevant accusations. Make sure you keep your emotions out of any discussion you have with this kind of person. You manage your tone and be clear on how you want to interact and take your power back. You can do that by breathing and staying present choosing your mood and not getting swept away by their mood. I love that. Choose your mood. Yeah. (laughs) You can choose where you want to be and where you want to stand physically and emotionally. 
And it will drive them nuts if you choose to stay happy and untouched by their anger or accusations. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you respond, you don't react. There's a difference between responding and reacting. Reacting is instantaneous. Somebody does something Mm -hmm. and you just fly off the handle or yell or whatever. That's a reaction. Responding, you think for a minute, you take a deep breath, you get clear, and then you come back with whatever you want to come back with. It's important to respond, not react. You think for a minute and stay unemotional. And you have to keep your body that way too. Yes, yes. You maintain eye contact. You stand with your feet firmly on the ground, you stand tall, relax your face, and don't be submissive, and speak calmly and confidently and firmly, and say only the minimum that you need to say to get your point across. And don't justify or defend what you're saying, just say it, because narcissists and all these other personalities want you to take their attacks personally, and so they can shift the conversation to your faults. And it's good to not get sucked into this manipulation. And this can be really hard if you're one of those people who communicates to create understanding Uh because you're going to be trying your hardest to make this person see where you're coming from or meet some kind of consensus. And that is not what they're doing at all. Exactly. And way, way, way deep down, narcissists are insecure, Mm -hmm. but they can't even look at that. So you can't help them look at that, but just be aware of it. And just be matter of fact. Don't argue or give them any emotion because it will be used to manipulate you. Mm -hmm. And end the conversation and leave if they become angry or upset. Do not stay and actually fight because that's what they want to do. This is so complicated. Yes, it is. Because narcissists are broken. Yes. And they are that way because somebody hurt them deeply when they were little. Yeah, really, really little. What I've found is also really helpful in handling any kind of relationship with a narcissist is to have compassion as well, because it Mm -hmm. will keep you from vilifying them, which it can become really easy to hate a narcissist. And that's not good Mm -hmm. for you. And it's not good for the surrounding relationships if you have to have one in your life for some reason. So just remembering they didn't want to be this way. They didn't choose to be this way. They can't help that they are, but they are this way because they were broken by somebody else can help you keep things in perspective. Right. Their inner child is very hurt. And they don't even know they're this way. They do not understand and they will never understand because they can't look at who they are. By definition, they are incapable. Yeah. They can't look at who they are. So they just are who they are. And it's up to you and all of us who are happy, healthy, loving people to work around it. Mm -hmm. And we can do that. We can. Just about being aware and making sure we claim our power and set our boundaries. I know quite a few people who have narcissists as parents and have struggled to find a way to maintain a good relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And having that compassion and understanding for where they came from and why they are as damaged as they are can help you find a happy place to be in your relationship. I know it can be very sad because you'll never get the kind of love and insight acceptance, and and acceptance that you probably want from your parent. But if you can see them as a victim too, 
You don't have to tell them that. No, no. But just kind of understand that they're limited. I mean, they really are. They can't grow in the way that you want them to grow. And how sad for them. You know, that's really a very painful thing to accept. That can help you have a relationship with them or at least to not hate them if you have to distance yourself from them. Yes. You have compassion for where they're coming from, even if they can't have compassion for you. Yes. You do that from a position of strength and personal power. It's not easy. No, there there are a lot of difficult people in the world, and many of them don't even know they're difficult. Mm-hmm. But those of us who have to deal with them are really aware <laughs> and they're, know difficult. they're difficult. <laughs> We're really aware of that. And <laughs> like you said, sometimes we have to have them in our lives. So it's important for us to be able to identify who they are, how they impact us, and take care of ourselves in the process. Wrap us up. So, most people are happy and find the good in life. They're great to be around and good for your emotional, mental, and physical health. There are some people who choose to focus on the negative, and suffering or anger become who they are and their comfort zone. These people are toxic and become controlling in many ways. Being around these people can destroy your joy and damage your self-esteem, emotional, mental, and physical health. It's important for each of us to recognize the difficult people in our lives and find ways to deal with them that protects you from their toxicity. There are many things you can do to take care of yourself if you have a toxic, difficult person in your life. First, distance yourself from them whenever possible and make sure you claim your personal power whenever you interact. Remember that this is their problem, not yours, and don't accept the manipulation or blame for their situation. Make yourself a priority. Set boundaries around what kinds of behavior you will not tolerate and take care of yourself. Leave the room or leave the relationship depending on how destructive their behavior is. Surround yourself with people who are positive, loving, and uplift you. Mm -hmm. Always remember that you're lovable and valuable and deserve to be treated that way and treat yourself that way and claim your personal power. Love and keep yourself physically, emotionally, and mentally safe and enjoy your life. Yep. Be your biggest advocate and protector. Absolutely. And just because you set boundaries with all these difficult people does not mean that you think they're bad. You're just realizing that they're not good for you. And so you're going to stay away from that if at all possible or set boundaries around it if you're there. This is really helpful because I think a lot of us struggle with certain people and we're not really sure why. And if Mm -hmm. you have a really good grasp on who you are and what's important to you and when you're feeling a certain way and when you're not, it can be easier to kind of diagnose a toxic relationship with someone. Absolutely. And don't take responsibility for it, even though they tell you it's all your fault. You can look at it objectively and see what is my part in this, but no relationship is ever just one-sided. I'm sure a large part of why things are uncomfortable is coming from the other side. It is possible that you could be the toxic person in a relationship too. You could be. Being able to diagnose that can enhance your life and your relationships also because it gives you permission and the ability to to change the way you're acting or seeing life or approaching people. That is true. And some of these personality types that we talked about can change. They do have the ability to look at themselves. I have not seen the narcissistic personality disorder people be able to really look objectively at who they are, but some of these others can. So yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you, Shannon. This is great. We want to hear from you. 
Whether it's your stories about how self-esteem and personal power affect your life, or if there are any topics you'd like us to address in future episodes, please let us know. And we'd love for you to review our podcast. You can do so wherever you stream, or you can visit us at yourpersonalpowerpod.com, click contact, and just drop us an email. We're excited to let you know we're now on Instagram as well, where you can find us at yourpersonalpowerpod. And if you want to learn how coaching can change your life, contact Sandy at sandy at insidejobscoach.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, find your power and change your life.